0: Welcome to The Fast Five by Fear and Greed, where we give you the top five business stories you need to know in just five minutes. I'm Michael Thompson, and good morning, Sean Aylmer. Good morning, Michael. Sean, five big stories to get through in five minutes, and story number one is a big one. The US suffered its second largest bank failure in history over the weekend. Silicon Valley Bank, which is a regional lender mostly to tech startups, collapsed forcibly shut
1: down and now there's fears that it will actually trigger a run on banks around the world yes the u.s system has major players citigroup jp morgan etc and a bunch of regional banks silicon valley bank is one of the regionals mostly lent to venture capitalists and tech startups last week it said it had sold 21 billion u.s dollars in assets to shore up its balance sheet That triggered panic with queues forming outside branches as people tried to get their money out. Over the weekend, it was shut down by regulators and taken over by the federal government. It adds to the malaise of the tech sector, which has shed thousands of jobs recently and follows the failure of crypto lender Silvergate Bank last week. The fear is that customers will start shifting money from these regional banks to the large lenders, causing a run on deposits for the smaller players. Rising interest rates and the promise of several more hikes in the US is triggering plenty of alarm among investors. Now, it could always happen in Australia, but it is unlikely. A big part of the problem for both Silicon Valley Bank and Silvergate is that they both lent primarily to very narrow segments of the market, i.e. tech startups and venture capital crypto businesses. Local banks are much broader than that and more reliant on relatively safe home lending practices. Yesterday, Federal Treasurer Jim Chalmers said the government is working closely with local regulators and the tech sector to understand how the collapse will impact the local sector. other countries are really worried. British Chancellor Jeremy Hunt held emergency talks over the weekend on how to stop the collapse from hitting the UK tech sector. Some of the big Canadian banks are worried because they've bought some of these regional US banks recently. The last thing they need is a run on regional banks. Certainly, it will put the local ASX under pressure today. I'd imagine the bank stocks and the tech companies will struggle. Michael.
0: Yeah, it's a big story indeed. On to story number two, Prime Minister Anthony Albanese is off to the US to stand next to US President Joe Biden and UK Prime Minister Rishi Sunak and announce that Australia will buy five US used submarines.
1: Yes, while we're waiting for new subs to be built, we'll take delivery of Virginia-class subs, which will definitely cost less than the $7 billion or so slated for the new vessels. Yesterday, Albanese said the government will spend whatever it takes. An AUKUS architect, former Prime Minister Scott Morrison, said the defence budget will need to lift to 2.5% of GDP, which is almost another $9 billion a year. Meanwhile, US Congressman Joe Courtney, speaking on ABC Radio, said Australia will receive high-quality nuclear submarines under the AUKUS Pact, arguing America will will not be, and I quote, foisting off clunkers on good friends and allies. He said the US will need Australian workers to build new submarines and that the AUKUS deal will help Australia to develop its own skilled workforce needed to build boats.
0: Sean, last week, story number three, we spoke of the demise of the coal companies performance-wise relative to other ASX-listed companies since late last year. The other darling sector of 2022, lithium stocks, are also finding they're going tough.
1: The benchmark price for the battery ingredient hit a one-year low in China late last week and the leading producers on the ASX tumbled. Pilbara Minerals fell 7% on Friday. It's down nearly 20% since late January. That's the latest peak for lithium stocks. IGL was off 7% late last week. It's down 17% since its January peak. Alcom fell 9%. It's off 15%. Speculative Explorers also fell sharply. Bottom line here, Michael, is lower demand from China, which makes about 76% of the world's batteries. So just like coal companies, lithium companies are really struggling at the moment.
0: On to story number four, the world's biggest precious metals exchange, the London Bullion Marketing Association, has announced an investigation into allegations about the Perth mint, just as the West Australian government
1: ignores calls for a royal commission really interesting this one the london bullion marketing association has launched an incident review process into the wa taxpayer owned mint amid allegations it tried to cover up the sale of less than pure gold to the shanghai gold exchange and only stopped the practice after its biggest customer complained adverse findings under the incident review process means that the mint could be struck off the lbma's good delivery list you don't want that The Mint is already under investigation by Australia's financial crimes regulator in relation to compliance concerns under Anti-Money Laundering and Counter Terrorism Financing Act. WA Premier Mark McGowan last week said he had no knowledge of so-called gold doping at the Mint. We're going to hear more about this one.
0: And finally, Sean, story number five, a big story coming out of the UK, quite the row over the suspension of the BBC's highest paid commentator, Gary Lineker, after he criticised the
1: government's migration policy. Presenters have mutinied in support of Lineker and the BBC was forced to axe most of its sports coverage on Saturday. Now, earlier, the BBC sought to defend its impartiality by taking Lineker off the air due to his comments on social media. Lineker is a former England soccer captain and the anchor of the football highlights program match of the day. He is big news over there. Critics of Lineker's suspension say the BBC bowed to government pressure, leading to a furious debate about the impartiality of the national broadcaster. Oh, sounds very familiar. According to the Financial Times, BBC Director General Tim Davies said he had no intention of resigning over the matter.
0: Okay, there we go. The top five business stories in five minutes. Thank you, Sean. Thank you, Michael. It's Monday, the 13th of March, 2023. Remember to hit follow on the podcast. And if five minutes isn't enough, you can find our longer daily show called Fear and Greed wherever you listen to podcasts. I'm Michael Thompson, and that was The Fast Five by Fear and Greed. Have a great day.